The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory, Glory to, to you, Lord. After Jesus was baptized, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, the message today is about recognizing God in the desert of our lives. Recognizing God in the desert of our lives. In our gospel today, we find Jesus in the desert, but he was not just in the desert. Rather, he was driven into the desert by the Holy Spirit. He wasn't asked to go, he was compelled to go. He spent 40 days there among the wild beasts, the heat and the cold, the dryness and the stillness. The human part of Jesus was vulnerable to the extreme heat and the cold, to the scorpions and the vipers and the jackals that lived there. He was tempted at his lowest point by the devil. He found himself in the spiritual place of wandering, hardship, and uncertainty. This is a reminder to us that Jesus was very much a part of our physical world. And it is also a reminder that he did not come to earth as Israel's conquering king, but rather as her suffering servant. He was not alone in this physical, spiritual test. The Father was with him. The angels represent to us God's love and support for his son. Jesus experienced the love of the Father even in the barren reaches of that wilderness, in the emptiness and in the loneliness. And how does this compare to our own desert experiences? What is God saying to us through the profound challenges that we face each day? Do we recognize him th there with us in the desert of our lives? This time of Lent is a time to rediscover our deserts of brokenness and our wilderness of doubts and excuses. It is a time to discover God's love and mercy in the midst of our own loneliness and sin. He is there in our need, even though we do not see him. He ministers to us in many different ways. We can begin to recognize him there with us when we look through the lens or the eyes of faith. This example might help illustrate my point about the eyes of faith. I read a reflection recently by Debbie Thomas, and in it she recounted the struggles that she and her husband faced due to their teenage daughter's anorexia. It progressed to the point where 
they had to hospitalize her in order to keep her safe and alive. She talked of the abyss and anguish, the anger and the failure that she felt. Her prayers seemed to fall on deaf ears. She was beside herself with anxiety, as any one of us would be as well. One day, she found herself out driving aimlessly throughout the city, going nowhere in particular. But she ended up in the parking lot of a Catholic bookstore, a bookstore that she had never even seen before. She herself was not Catholic. And so without knowing why, she entered into the bookstore and just started walking up and down the aisles. She was searching. A Catholic nun who ran the bookstore approached her and asked, can I help you find anything? And the poor woman sobbed uncontrollably for five minutes. As she caught her breath, the religious sister said to her, wait here. She retrieved a small package and gave it to her. And inside this small velvet case was a silver crucifix on a chain. The small figure of Jesus hung on the cross. The nun looked into her eyes and she said, keep this, hang on to it. Only a suffering God can help. Only a suffering God can help. This, this is our Jesus, the suffering servant that Isaiah speaks of. He was crushed and he was pierced. He is the Lamb of God that John the Baptist proclaimed. He understands. He has been to the desert. He has been to the cross. He has loved us with an everlasting, sacrificial love that knows no limits. This, Jesus, is the one who meets us in the deserts of our lives. Just as Debbie found an angel in the bookstore, so God will give us others to help us through our darkness and our pain. He will reveal himself to us through the silence of our prayers and our supplications. He is there with us. What many of you have already discovered, I'm sure, is that spiritual growth happens in times of trial, in all those desert experiences that we have. I know through my own suffering, I have learned that God is there for me, not because I deserve such love, because I don't, but because his love is perfect and it's constant. Regardless of our situations or our circumstances, he will help us get through it. I have also learned that I must be patient as he is infinitely patient with me. God works on his own clock, not ours. And it is important for us to remember that. And so I encourage all of us to take the opportunity that this Lenten time gives us to visit the deserts of our lives, to take the time 
to look at ourselves in the mirror and discover what changes we need to make. This is not easy, but it is so important. Also, we will be tempted to put aside the work of spiritual growth and healing and to turn to our familiar distractions, social media, the things in our lives that seem to make us happy for a while, or those destructive habits that are familiar and comforting. But I say persevere, because now is the time for God to guide us and bring us his healing. This is the right time to put away our distractions and sit in the silence with God. If we do this, I can promise you that he will bless each and every one of our efforts. You see, he is waiting for us in the desert, in the prayer, in the fasting, in the almsgiving. He is waiting for us to confront our brokenness so that he can heal that which robs us of our true joy. He is waiting for us there in the silence and in our own solitude. He is with us in our deserts. He will accompany us. He will bear what we cannot and he will take our yoke upon himself. We need only to look for him in the desert with the eyes of faith. In our reading from Genesis, we hear of God's promise to be with us and all living creatures of the earth to the end of time so that water will never be a sign of earth's destruction. But rather, in coming generations, the waters of baptism will be a sign of God's favor and a sign that we are his beloved children for all generations. So think about this. If we are going to follow Jesus to the cross in Lent, then we have to begin where he began. We have to begin where John the Baptist began. We have to begin in the desert. 